I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Welcome back to another episode of the Outside the Box podcast, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. KB coming at you from Underground Studios and joining me via the voice line, as always, HK Harrison Kremens. What's going on? This is a much needed respite from the end of semester stress. (laughs) Uh, We got a lot to dive into, speaking of semesters, because we're going to recap the college draft, which was... Uh, quicker than a race between Quicksilver, The Flash, and Speedy Gonzalez. Um, and we're just going to, you know, kind of break down how we think each team did, where we think some of these guys are going to fit in well. And, of course, talk about uh, some of the undrafted players, because a lot of well-known guys and, and very talented guys went undrafted. So we'll get into all of that. But before we get started, this podcast would not be possible Without our awesome sponsors, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades doing the damn thing. Harrison, you know the Small Batch Collective is always straight up gas, no breaks. We might need to uh, hook some of our, our homies up with the Chris Hogan undrafted shirt in the uh, the Small Batch Collective because for some reason some very talented guys went undrafted in the PLL draft uh, for the college draft and Chris Hogan knows about going undrafted and he's part owner of Tomahawk Shades. He's got his own line of sunglasses coming out very soon. Wouldn't be shocked if it's right before the PLL season starts. Uh, So go over to Tomahawk Shades, check out everything they have to offer from the sunglasses, the blue light glasses, and of course the small batch collective. And when you go to checkout, use our code USP to get 25% off your order at checkout. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com. Shout out to the homies for providing the people with a quality product for an affordable price. And of course, Underground Sports Philadelphia's OTB Outside the Box podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And Harrison, they're now available in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia, New Zealand, and the European Union. And we have an exclusive offer for the OTB faithful. Use code USP to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the movement and the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. And did you guys know one guy every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer? So this is a reminder to all the men out there listening to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Manscaped, in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy manscaping, has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society 
to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection. Together, TCS and Manscaped are committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 to 35, which Harrison, I'm going to pull up the numbers right here. Men ages 15 to 35 in terms of our listening audience. Massive. Uh, so 3% are in that, that 15 to seven, 15 to 18 or 15 to 17 range, 18 to 22, 18% of our listeners, 23 to 27, 23% of our listeners, 28 to 34, 22% of our listeners, and then 35 to 44. So that last number, 7%. So outside of like the, the 45 to 59 and 60 and up demographic, it's like 75% of our listeners. Wow. Yeah. I mean, keep an eye out there, guys, I guess. You got to you gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself, as they say. 100%. So, most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35. It's a monster number of the OTB listeners and Manscaped and the T, uh, Cancer Society are giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. While you're down there cleaning up your sack, why not go ahead and give them a little, you know, investigation for lumps, changes in size, or any pain. And I think we can all agree, it's pretty fun to play with your balls anyway. Manscaped Absolutely. recommends you check yourself once a month. If you do feel any lumps or swelling, give your doctor a call. In addition to checking yourself regularly, you want to make sure your sack is looking fresh and clean with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the perfect package, you'll find products and liquid formulations that have been developed to turn your bathroom into a salon for your balls. All liquid formulations use only the best ingredients, and some of these liquid tools include the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing deodorant for your balls, the Crop Reviver, a spray-on ball toner and refresher, and the Perfect Package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxers that keep your package cool and feeling fresh. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Harrison, let's get into it. The 2021 PLL College Draft is in the books. And a lot of surprises, <clears throat> lot of surprises um, including, I think, pick number one. Yeah, no, that took me completely by shock, especially considering I was uh, I was kind of passed out after a long day of work and I woke up to uh, well, schoolwork and I woke up to see that Michael Sowers did, in fact, not go first overall. Yeah, Atlas went in the direction of, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this will cause a rift between chaos and atlas fans but i hope it does because chaos drafted jeff teat last year and then obviously he went back to school <clears throat> so they didn't retain his draft rights but now he's a member of the bulls bulls are on parade and they get jeff teat number one overall attackman from cornell and i was shocked i was i was texting people i said this is so stupid why did they not take michael sowers what was the point of trading rob pinnell if you're not going to take sowers it, it was kind of like that one-for-one one move that everybody thought made the most sense. And then you, you you sit back, you take a deep breath, and you go read the homie friend of the show, Joe Keegan's 10-Man Ride. Yep. If you're not subscribed to, to Keegs' newsletter, you're, you're doing lacrosse wrong. 
do yourself a disservice too. Yeah, it is. It is one of the best things to wake up to. So go subscribe to the Ten Man Ride, only official platform through the PLL to ever say the name. Um, so he breaks down Jeff T going number one, and essentially, you know, it it was it was a move that they're gonna put Eric Law at X which never even crossed my mind. I don't know if it crossed your mind at all. It was one of those things where, like, so many moving parts were going in motion for Atlas this offseason, from trading Paul to trading Rob to trading Ryan Brown. It was like, who's next? Like, what is the move? And I think a lot of people just forgot that Eric Law was still on the team in a sense that, like, so many moving parts were there. You didn't know what direction Atlas was going to take for the remainder of the offseason. Yeah, and you didn't know who was going to stay. So the assumption was that they were going to trade away most of their attack pieces and really start to rebuild around a young gun like Michael Sowers. But they wanted to make a new-look attack entirely centered around Eric Law and taking Michael Sowers, who is a very similar player to Rob Pinnell, the fact that they're both top-tier ex-attackmen, would have made that system way too similar to what they were trying to get away from. So Jeff T, as an off-ball attackman, was just the right pick to make, I guess. Yeah, and, and Keegan gets into it. He says, you know, Rob and Eric Law both occupied X last summer. And he thinks Teet's going to live on that lefty wing, which will be lethal for yeah. this Atlas offense. Um, Just a step-down shooter right there. Filthy. And he's an off-ball threat. Like, Teet doesn't need the ball on his stick at all times to be the player that he is. Um, you know, and Rubio's kind of moved away from those ball-dominant players this offseason. And... He wants he wants his offense to look different than it did last year, and yeah. I can't blame him. Plus, Teet's going to be able to have a ton of lefty pick and roll players on this Atlas team. Keegs points out friend of the show Joel Tenney, Chris Cloutier still there, and then newly new additions Mark Cockerton, Dan Bucaro. I think overall, like the more you think about it, taking Teet number one overall was the right move for Atlas, even though. I was like waiting for Teet to be a water dog because of like all the Canadians on that team and how well I thought he would have just fit right in there. Um, but I like this move for Atlas, especially you know when you get through the rest of their picks, which we'll we'll break down more in depth. But they go Dox Aitken, they get Jake Caraway, Danny Logan, Peter Dirth, and Gerard uh, Arciri. Like it's one hell of a draft for Ben Rubior. You wanted to focus. Uh, much less on like that kind of put it down at X and let him run kind of uh, style and focus more on a quick passing, get that open shot, find that open man kind of attack. And I think that'll work in Atlas's favor for the years to come now, which, you know, finally, Atlas fans, finally. Yeah, I mean, and thinking about what Teet's going to bring to the pro game is just so exciting. He also joins... Very elite company. He's the third player in pro lacrosse history to be drafted number one overall in the NLL and in the field game, whether it was MLL or PLL. Uh, he joins 
Kevin Crowley, and Lyle Thompson. Yeah, not bad company. Not too, you know, not too not shabby. Not just, just a real, real casual uh, Lyle Thompson. You know, real casual big cat Kevin Crowley. No big not deal. Too big. No that, big deal. That's some elite company. Yeah, it's also uh, really high expectations for this young kid too. So. That I think. If anybody's gonna be able to live up to it, obviously. I was gonna say if anybody's gonna be able to live up to it, I think it's Jeff T. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do in the press. Super excited to watch him suit up for Atlas, and he makes he he's a draw for Atlas. Not that like any of these other guys weren't, but like you put a Jeff T in there, people are gonna want to watch Atlas play because he has that yeah. superstar appeal. And we've been talking about the, the league pass teams for uh, for a while now on uh, OTB. And Jeff Teat is like the beginning of Atlas be try- actually becoming like that league pass kind of team that must watch ridiculous style of offense team that you want to constantly watch. Yeah, 1,000%. And even if it's just like one of those things where um... – you're just watching to watch him play, kind of like you do with like, say, like a New Orleans Pelicans, just to watch Zion play. It's it's very similar. Where you just want to watch what Teep brings to the game, how his game translates to the pro level, and I think he's going to be dominant for at least the next decade plus. At least that's a bare minimum right there. Yeah, so I'm super pumped uh, for Teep, and then I think this made Andy Copeland do <laughs> backflips. Um, because he gets Michael Sowers onto his team. Man, it really was the easiest second overall pick of all time, wasn't it? It was just Coach Copeland sitting there like, oh, okay, there's that generational attackman I've been looking for. Yeah, I mean, to add Michael Sowers and to have him just fall into your lap is unbelievable. I mean... It is it is going to be so much fun to watch him play on this team. And because this was essentially two draft classes combined into one, you had two number one picks, and you know you essentially don't have a one-and-one-A pick, but that's what Teat and Sowers were. Yeah. It's, it's a ridiculous one-two combo punch of attackmen. And... Yeah, man. I, I still can't believe that Sowers is a number two overall pick. If you had told me coming into this draft that Michael Sowers, the Michael Sowers, wasn't going to be a number one overall pick, I would have I would have in your face. I would have lost a lot of money if there were prop bets for this. Don't, <laughs> don't even get me started on the prop bets because, good God, I would have I kept saying, all... people talking about, Teat going one and Sowers going two. I said, this is how you make lacrosse Twitter burn to the ground. And then, they, then it happened. Then it happened. <laughs> and Makes shockingly sense. and nicely, it didn't burn to the ground. Yeah. We, we, we kept it civil. Good job, lacrosse Twitter. Yeah. I was, uh, I was very pleased to see that, uh, we, we, we took, you know, something that seemed like a surefire thing. And we didn't blow it up into something that it wasn't. Um, yeah. This is an actual miracle, to be honest. But then we get we we get the pick that we wanted at pick number three. We had 
back-to-back picks that we wanted at three and four, to be honest. But so let's, happy. Let's start with number three. With put put the jersey on the website already. I need it. Yeah. I need that black chrome jersey with JT Giles Harris's name on it because Chrome took JT number three. Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. And this is the crazy part. I did hear rumors about this potentially being a thing. Didn't know why, but I heard rumors about this being a thing. So, the initial plan for Pseudo and for Chrome was to take TD Ireland. Like, they were going to take TD at three. Um, Maybe just to put, like, a one-two punch of Connor Farrell and TD. Didn't really understand it, but that I heard rumored-wise was the plan was to take TD at three and he was going to be a member of Chrome. Yeah. That just doesn't make sense to me, to be honest, because yes, is TD Yerlin one of the greatest face-off uh, candidates to ever come out of college? Yes. Does putting him on a team with another uh, generational face-off talent make any sense at all? Not to me. I think Chrome made the best possible decision here by drafting JT Giles Harris third overall. Yeah, and I think because. I think if Chrome drafted TD, it was going to be for trade bait. Yeah, I mean, think of what they could have gotten from Redwoods if they had drafted him. And uh, and then it's that like, been interesting. and then it's, do you keep TD and trade Connor Farrell or? Yeah, there there was what, a what's number the move there that. That was uh, the Eagles drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. Pseudo has a brain. Yeah. Because uh, they found out news about Tom Rigney's military commitments, so I don't think he's going to be playing this year. I could be wrong. I don't know the full extent. I know Joe Keegan uh, wrote about it in 10-Man Ride, like Pseudo finding out about Rigney's military commitments. Uh, he pivoted took a defenseman and here's the first domino so jt giles harris goes to chrome which we'll we'll break that all down in a moment um td then falls to the redwoods which we'll also get into filling just real quick (laughs) let's fucking go phil's redwoods like only hole on the roster and then lsm from virginia jared connors falls all the way to five and then the Archers, who added Graham Hosick and Warren Jeffrey in the entry draft, take Connors. They have a ton of defensemen already. So then they trade friend of the show Eli Gobrecht to the Water Dogs in exchange for pick 18. And then with the 18th pick, Chris Bates 
takes Jeff Trainer from UMass, who Ryan Boyle on the broadcast said uh, Andy Towers was going to take at pick 19. Chaos. Pure, literal. Unadulterated <laughs> chaos, and I love it. Absolutely maniacal stuff just from one selection of pseudo taking JT Jow's hairs. It, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, there's nothing better than just so many wrenches being thrown into the, into the plan by one small pick. One little action led to just so much chaos, and I love it. Um. So, so I want you to tell me, like, not to be too graphic, but how aroused this defense group makes you to have out on the field at one time. JT Giles Harris, Jesse Bernhardt, Mike Manley. That's a sexy-ass lineup right there. Let's also not forget James Barclay, Foster Huggins, Donnie Moss, and Greg Whale are part of this Chrome defense unit, and John Madursky. Chrome are going to be a problem this year. Chrome are going to be a serious problem, and it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, geez, they are going to – they're just going to shut down opposing offenses. This is going to be like watching prime Scotty Pippen and Dennis Rodman on the Bulls together just clamping down on offenses. I am very excited to watch this team play defense. They are going to lock everyone down, and I cannot wait. It's going to be so exciting, and I I just need I need it. JT Giles Harris. I need the jersey. Let's go, King Giles, as he is on Twitter. I am. What are we gonna nickname this uh this Crumb defensive group though? Ooh, they're the Knights of the Round Table. There it is. Yep. <laughs> there it yep. is. You heard it here first. Uh, obviously, they call themselves beauties, but this defense group is going to be the Knights of the Round Table because yep. they're going to go to war every single game and shut your best offensive players down. Um, speaking of <laughs> going to war, ladies and gentlemen, we got them. We got them. TD Ireland is a Redwood. And I mean... Let's say it. That's back-to-back OTB called-it picks. That it was. That it was. TD ends up with the Redwoods. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. We, we knew. Shout-out, Coach Nat. You, you did the damn thing. Oh, man. The, there's not much to say about this pick other than it is the perfect pick. Um, fills, fills, again, as you said, it fills the final hole. Dude, Redwoods faced off a little better than 36% in 2020. TD in his college career <laughs> faced off at 75.3%. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah, no. Uh, Redwoods that, face that, off. That does it. Um, Redwoods that, face that off. Right in contention. Redwoods face off back again. Sheesh. Yep. Imagine if we bring on uh, Coach Greg Garamland to uh, help TD's. Uh, Bruh. TD's development into the pros. I'm just so pumped that, like, and this is no slight of Greggy P or Peyton Smith, but, like... It's just TD Yearland, man. The Redwoods are back having one of the best face-off men on the planet. 
Yeah. We, we went from the OG goat to the new generation's goat. I'm just so excited that not only that he's like on the Redwoods because it makes the Redwoods like that much more of a complete team, but like to have TD on this Redwoods team to be able to face off against a Joe Nardella, to face off against a Trevor Baptiste, a Jake Withers, a Connor Farrell, like that's massive for this team. And imagine if they had a TD in that semifinal game against Web Snakes when Nardella probably had like his worst overall game of the, the bubble. You're talking about Redwoods being in the championship game back-to-back years. You really are. That was the difference for this team last year was losing Greg and not having one. Like, I think the biggest thing, too, was not having one guy on the roster who played with PLL faceoff rules. Payton Smith was a rookie. Greggy P came over from the MLL at the time, and none of them, neither of them played with the same rules and that put Redwoods at a disadvantage for the entire bubble facing off. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think that Peyton and Greg P will have much better years this year if they're given the opportunity, which I do think they should be given the opportunity as I mean, you never know. Pick happened, one. Happened on the second year. Pick one that you think is still on the roster going into training camp, Peyton Smith or, or Greg P. I think it's Peyton. I I agree with you just because Peyton had the uh, better upside near the end of last year compared to Greg, Greg E.P. And he's one of the they best. They were both getting much better as the year went on. And I so, think if you're Nat, you're not going to give up a college draft pick after one year. I agree. I agree. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that pans out. But, man, T.D. Yerlin is just going to dominate from the spot. I think so the go. So pumped. He's been training for the PLL rules, hasn't he? I think so. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. He's going to be so good. Um, plus, I'm I'm just a fan of guys who have, like, two initial first names. It just yeah. screams athlete. <laughs> it really – what is it? Uh, it's Tristan David, right? I think – yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. TD Ireland. Redwoods face off. Now the question is, does he wear number 68? Because that's where I have an issue. 68 is not a sexy number. No, I, the only player who can really pull that off is Yaromir Yager. It's like a, it's like a left guard number. Yeah. I, I think you should take number in like the 80s or the 90s, to be honest. Or like a single digit number. A single digit number would be really nice, too. Like. TD and like number nine. That's available. What yeah, numbers yeah. are available? Yeah, it has to be nine. Has to be nine. I've said this before. I don't know if you were on episodes that I've said this. Number nine is like the face-off number. Like you know how like yeah. certain positions, like that's the number you wear when you play that position. Yeah. Number nine is the face-off guy number. You got Trevor Baptiste wearing nine. Joe Nardella wears nine. Like, nine is the number. Looks like the number nine is available. Yeah, he's got to wear nine. TD, if you're listening to this, which he allowed us to follow him on Instagram. He didn't follow back, but we'll get there. TD, you need to wear number nine. Yeah. Has to happen. That would just be the right look. It has to happen. 
Um, need number nine. Yeah, number nine is indeed available. Yep, give it to me. Inject it into my veins. I need TD in number nine. Yeah. I'm sorry, Nardella wears 91, but the nine is in there. I think you just need to have the number nine in some form or some fashion if you're going to be a face-off guy. Yeah, 1,000%. Um, TD needs to wear nine. It needs to happen. Now that we've brought it up, it's done. It's set in stone. It's a wrap. Done deal. TD Yearland, you heard it here first. You need to wear number nine. Uh, Jared Connors goes to uh, the Archers from Virginia, LSM. Love this pick. He's a stud. He's like as if the Archers couldn't get any better this offseason. Let's just add more firepower and talent. I mean, they didn't really, again, this is one of those teams that didn't really need a specific position. So why not just take one of the best guys available and let them learn from uh, one of the best in the business? Uh, so Yeah, I, I love this move. And, and like we said, like this is a guy that could have gone number three, could have gone four. Like he He's good enough that like him falling to five is shocking. Yeah, but I mean, in the grand scheme of the picks, it, it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like... Any other year, there's an opportunity. Let's just say that this number five is kind of where the draft actually started. Because one through four were kind of locks. Outside of three where, like, something else could have happened other than JT going to Chrome. But from our point of view, an OTB standpoint, yeah, five is where the draft started. Any other year, too, you could make the argument Jared Connors goes in the top three. You could make the argument that any other year Jared Connors is that number one overall Mm -hmm. As an LSM, so, too, which is what that just goes to show you how talented he is. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that archers were able to steal him right there, Chris Bates must have been over the moon. Yeah. And this next guy is over the moon because he's got <laughs> another Canadian, the NCAA's all time leader <laughs> in scoring goals. And as he said, the last time he checked, the more goals you score, the more you win. And Andy Towers gets Penn State's Mac O'Keefe. Man, they, they really uh, lost out on the JT Giles Harris pick. So they're like, you know what? What's a defense without a great offense? So let's just take the number one goal scorer in NCAA history. No big deal. He's adding Mac O'Keefe to an offense that already includes Josh Byrne, Curtis Dixon, and Austin Stotts, and Miles Thompson. Inject it, man. Just inject it into my veins like that that, that vaccine, you know? Like, Mac O'Keefe is just going to make this team the ultimate league pass team. I, I need that first game between the Redwoods and the uh, and Chaos because it's just going to be electrifying. Dude, like, the lines that Andy Towers is going to be able to throw out there attack-wise, like... The five attackmen on the roster currently are the guys I said. Stotts, Curtis Dixon, Josh Byrne, Miles Thompson. Also the boy Chase Frazier on this roster. And then Mac O'Keefe. Like, that that group of six. That group of six is stupid. Stupid. You can literally blindfold yourself, point at a list, and any combination you come up with will work. And then let's not forget, (laughs) their midfield includes... Sergio Salcido, 
Kyle Jackson, Jake Fricaro, Ian McKay, Eric Scott, Dane Smith, Challen Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Just dumb. I, it's I, dumb. I don't, I don't even... This team is dumb. The, <laughs> predicting the team that's going to win the PLL title this year just keeps getting harder and harder to figure out because there are just too many loaded teams to act, narrow it down to one, you know? It is absolutely stupid that Mac O'Keefe gets added to this roster. Like, unbelievable. And the next pick is also unbelievable that he gets added to this Whip Snakes roster. <laughs> Connor uh, Connor cursed going to this Whip Snakes midfield is just not fair. It's not I'm fair. I, I can't put into words how unbelievably pissed I was at Whip Snakes after this <laughs> because I was I was just sitting there. And the only thing that was going through my mind was, oh, God, they're going to do it for a third year in a row, aren't they? Yep. Like, as much as I said right before, literally five seconds ago, that it's hard to predict, you just look at this Whipsnakes roster and you're like, they're the, they're the goddamn Patriots. They really are. They're the dynasty. And you just, That's as crazy. much as you want to say, and as much as I have said, you cannot predict it. It's just too easy to say oh, the Whip Snakes are going to do it again because that's the Whip Snakes. They're adding it's just that team. They're adding Connor Curse to a midfield of Brad Smith, Brian Cole, Frank Brown, Jake Bernhardt, John House, Max Hubler, Channy, and TJ Camizio. Jesus, like, come Jesus. on! <laughs> Why? Why are you doing this to us? Just one hell of a pick. Like Connor Curse yeah. is going to be so good with Stags. And I'm excited. Really I'm excited to watch his game translate because he's been a monster for Rutgers. Rutgers have been playing out of their mind this season too. Yep. And I mean, shout out Jules. Uh, we should have seen this Rutgers transformation happening sooner. Facts. And then, like we mentioned earlier, round one gets rounded out with Atlas, and they take Docs Aiken from Virginia. And I mean, they're they're picking the they're picking the players that they really need. You take your attackman, now you take your midfielder, and that you really get your young core set for the future. I like how Atlas are building right now. I think they're really finally they're starting to get out the mud, as our as our Sixers boys would say. So, you know, they just got to keep it moving and hope for the best at this point. Doc's going at number eight is so silly. So silly. That's way too low. Like, I mean, there's a lot of players who are drafted way too low, but this is a great pickup for a it's, team. It's a like, steal. It's an absolute steal for them to have two picks in round one, and obviously, like they had their pick at one, but like for them to get Docs at eight, like that's two blue chip players in round one. Yeah, it really is. Like they could have got, and there were blue chip players taken in round two too. There were so, blue like, chip players taken in round four. There were blue chip players who weren't even drafted. Let's just Facts. get that off the jump. <laughs> Facts. Like, um, absolutely ridiculous. But overall assessment of round one, from top to bottom, just a, a generic sense, not even like grading it team-wise, because I think all these guys fit their teams perfectly. Um, yep. A-plus slam dunk, home run, 
of a round for round one? I'd say just A-plus was the, the general consensus grade of this draft, I would say. Yeah. Not just round one, but every single round to follow. Yeah, so let's get into round two. The Cannons get their first pick. Uh, they kick off round two, and they take the first defenseman, not named JT Giles Harris. Uh, they get Jack Kielty from Notre Dame, and that's a great pick by Coach Quirk. Phenomenal pick by Coach Q. Right. And the Cannons jumped out into this draft and were like, you know what, we didn't have a first-round pick. Let's just take a first-round, a first-overall potential player in the second round. Like, to add Kielty to their defense, for him to be able to play with guys like Brody Merrill, Curtis Corley, Holden Garland, Pulver, Reese Eddy, Tyson Bell, like, you're adding just a, a superstar young piece to a, a defense unit that, although they're coming from all these different teams, I think they're going to really, like, play off each other really well. I'm excited to watch the Cannons play defense. I, I just need to see this team in action before I make any, like, concrete decisions. But they're getting me excited. They're yeah. getting me very excited. I, I like that move a lot. Uh, then we get Jake Carraway from Georgetown going to Atlas. <laughs> just what they needed, more scoring. I, again, if you go back to uh, to our preview show, you were talking about how high on this kid we were. And the fact that Atlas now have Jet, Jeff Teeth and Jake Carraway to highlight their attack, that's just two pure goal scorers right there that I think will transform this Atlas attack from a really lackluster showing they had last year to, you know, three of Carraway, Teeth, and Law. You put Law at X, who can dodge any, any which way, you can set up any kind of pass, find that open feed, and then you got two great shooters in Caraway and uh, and T. Atlas might do a lot better than even we were thinking this year, to be honest. Well, I love their next pick even more because they don't really have a guy on the roster that, that fits this position, and I think this guy is going to be a day-one starter for them. They get Danny Logan from Denver to be a short-stick d midi. I, this, arguably you can make the, the case that Danny Logan's their best pick of the draft. Yeah, because do they really have a short stick team, Eddie, right now? On the website, they have nobody listed as a as an SSD midi. Yeah, so, I mean. He fits a th- position of need, gonna, and he's, he's a monster. The way they play. He's a monster. He, he was shortlisted for the Tawarton last year. He was a team captain at the 2019 point. Like, for Denver? Yeah, come on. This He's going to do ridiculously well on this Atlas team. And, again, we're looking at these draft picks, and they might do actual bits this year in the league. They might be an actual playoff contender. Which would... I don't know if they're going to be playoff contender just with how good some of these other teams already are with but like more proven than talent. They have been in the past. Yes, they're say. they're not going to be like bottom of the barrel, but like they're still going to have those growing pains. But like Danny Logan coming in from Denver, and for them to for Alice to get him 
third pick in the second round. That's a steal. And he's going to be a day one contributor for this team. I'd be shocked, barring, you know, and we never want guys to get injured, but like barring injury, Danny Logan's playing and suiting up and active on game day every single game for Atlas this year. Book it. This is how you rebuild. Yep. Imagine if the process had lasted a season and we immediately figured it all out. Good. Imagine. That would have been unreal. Uh, speaking of Unreal, this guy being on the board at pick four in round two, Sudo was probably, like, climbing to Losing the... Losing his goddamn mind. <laughs> just, speaking of short stick D-middies that pop off. Honestly, could have been drafted the pick before. Yep. For Atlas. The best name to never suit up in the NHL... Ryan Tarafenko goes to Chrome. And we were talking about that Chrome defense earlier. Not only is their defense defense going to be ridiculous, but their defensive midfield just as a whole. Their midfield as a whole is going to be absurd because let, let's see here. Uh, you're coming off a year where you finally figure out how to continuously dominate in the league, right? And you know what you want to do as a team. So you add Ryan Tarafanka to a midfield of Will House, Ned Crotty, Jordan McIntosh, John Rannigan, and Jesse King. None really defensive midfielders, but attack offensive threats. And now you take a stud defensive midfielder, throw it into the mix. Oh, wait, I missed. Yeah, Michael Brown and Ryan Beville. And it's just going to be like the Knights of the Round Table are going to dominate on all aspects of the field this year. King Sudo and the happy as hell. King Sudo and the Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, it's just yes. unbelievable how good this team got with just two picks. Like the first two picks they had, their team got exponentially better, and I can't wait to watch. Terry suit up in a chrome uniform because he's going to be a savage on the field. He really is. Uh, and then his his BFF teammate gets taken right after him, going to the Archers, Trey LeClaire. Man, that is way too low. <laughs> That's way too low. We had Trey going and in round one. He should have been. And he's going to archers with captain america with that attack yep with that defense yep come on now come on now (sighs) you're adding him to a midfield that has austin sims christian mazone dominique alexander joey sankey mark mcneil ryan mcnamara and tom schreiber I, I really don't know what to say about archers anymore because it, it's it's just unfair. It really is. And then two LSMs of Scotty Ratliff and Latrell Harris. Yeah. Like Chris Bates. I, I don't know what to say anymore. Chris Bates has got to be ecstatic about like putting lineups together because to get Trey LeClaire and Jared Connors in round one and then round two is yeah. an absolute dub and a half 
Trey Leclerc is going to be a monster in the PLL. Like everybody knows it, but like we've he's going to be a we've monster. We've been saying this since the NLL draft, at least easily. Like Trey Leclerc again, another best name to never play hockey. Trey Leclerc is going to be a beast. He really is. Him in that orange uniform too. Him linking up with uh, the Grant. I'm I'm just drooling, right? Watch him just gunning up the field. Full speed ahead. Grant makes an off-ball cut, as he does. Finds himself open. Boom, boom, balls in the back of the net. You do that like 10 to 15 times a game, and archers win. Archers are going to win out if they can like immediately click. Hear me out on this next pick. How would you feel if face-off guys had, like, you know how in baseball everyone has walk-up music? Or you have a goal song? How how would you feel if face-off guys, like, had, like, walking up to X had a song? Because I think this next guy who got taken by Chaos um, needs to walk out to Wonderwall by Oasis. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God. Because it's Kyle Gallagher. It's the long lost third Gallagher sibling, <laughs> uh, uh, and he's no, going to—he's going to be I a Wonderwall. That uh, they should have face-off walk-up walk-up songs like right before the game. He's going to do it one at a time, like like a like the the handshake ceremony that we do in high school. And, yep. And like, but make it the uh, the walk-up for the that would be great. And he's going to be a Wonderwall for this chaos phase. He gets to be with Max Adler. Yeah, and. All the call, well, for the most part, except for uh, TD, all the faceoff guys taken this year are going to get to learn from an absolute stud, a legend of the game, and uh, from the dot, and that's going to be fantastic for their development. Because once Adler uh, moves moves out of the way for chaos, Gallagher is going to be ready to step into that role immediately, which is phenomenal. I love this. Dude, remember when we were losing our minds when Chaos like didn't have a face-off guy on the roster and now they have two studs? Yeah. The, uh, Coach, Towers was, Coach Towers heard us and was like, guys, don't worry. I got this under control. <laughs> and he did. Always does. He never never fails. Some One way or another, he, uh, he figures it out, but... Gallagher going to chaos is a great pick. And this was one of those things where like Andy towers could kind of go like best available. 
while also addressing like position of need for the now and the later, if that makes and that's sense. That's exactly what he did. And he, he, he gets a, a monster that I think if TD's not in this draft, like Kyle Gallagher is the guy who ends up on the Redwoods. Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame, they've been on a roll this year. No small part of thanks to their face-off talent. So I think he's going to be able to transition into the PLO very nicely. So then back-to-back picks for Chaos. They go Tanner Cook from North Carolina. Just, just they need more stud yeah. midfielders. Yeah, it's it's really just. I, I would say if this was in the Whipsnake case, that'd be unfair. But since it's chaos, I, I'm okay with it. But it's so good. It's it's, it's so a good. great pick. Tanner Cook's been a, one of the brightest spots for UNC this season. Mm-hmm. And again, going into that chaos midfield, he's going to learn from some of the best in the business. So. There's just no – there was no bad pick in the draft this year. No. Let's just get that out of the way. Never really had a chance to. Um, and that's where Whipsnakes come in and get potentially steal of the draft. Oh, my God. I hated that they got him. Ryan? I, I was just thinking that Coach – I could see Coach Stagg sitting there doing it like his – uh, his best evil laugh. Stags was doing and, the Mr. Burns. Excellent. Yes, he, he was just sitting there, templing his fingers, just excellent. And Ryan Tierney. Ryan Tierney's a whip snake. Ryan Tierney is a whip snake. Are, like, are you jo- With the last pick in the second round, Ryan Tierney is on the whip snakes. Are you joking me like god damn it are you kidding me dude I'm, I'm, I'm still pissed about this their attack group now is rambo zed williams jay carlson chris aslanian and ryan tyranny why what did we do to deserve this the rich get richer as they say yeah and Whipsnakes certainly got richer uh, and it's after that, unfair. after that pick, Harrison, it, it was one of those things. Like, if you're not a Whip Snakes fan, you're down bad, and obviously, responsibly, you're gonna want to have some stateside vodka in hand, or irresponsibly at that point. Let's be real. <laughs> but as we always do, we drink responsibly on this podcast. Yes. Uh, and stateside vodka is there to help out. They're the fastest growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. I'm sure Maddie Rambo knows all about stateside vodka. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> Especially after winning those, uh, those titles facts, you can be sure he sat down and celebrated with a glass. Stateside seven times distilled. They're certified gluten-free. They're blending their vodka with electrolytes, making it the first vodka on the market with a mineral composition on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink that starts with a G, and they're the first actively hydrating vodka on the market. They've also won awards for best package in the world, and if you go to statesidevodka.com right now, you can sign up for the Winners Club. We all love a good winner. Whipsnakes fans, your team has been a winner back-to-back years. Join them. Be a winner. Sign up for the Winners Club. Stateside's giving away a case of vodka every month if you join the Winners Club. Just sign up on their website, statesidevodka.com, 
And if you want to go purchase some vodka right away, help the boys out, pay some bills, fund this PLL journey we're going to go on this summer, go to statesidevodka.com, put the one liter bottles of vodka into your cart. And then when you go to checkout, use our code USP to get 10% off your purchase of those one liter bottles at statesidevodka.com. You must be 21 or older to purchase and enjoy. And of course, guys, please drink responsibly. Thank you, Stateside. Um, round three was unreal. Um, yeah. <laughs> Peter Durth is the first pick uh, off the board here. Another short stick D midi from Syracuse goes to Atlas. Jeff Trainer goes another to. Piece that Atlas needed. To yep. Be Peter Durth's an absolute monster. Uh, Jeff Trainer, like we said earlier, because of all the. The dominoes that fell with the JT Giles Harris trade. Jeff Trainer ends up going to Archers. Uh, and then the pick that I think everyone was waiting for goes to Chaos. Jared Bernhardt does not go to the Whip Snakes. He goes to Chaos. And Andy Towers had one hell of a tweet. Quote tweeted uh, University of Maryland's tweet saying that Jared got drafted. And he said, uh, can someone remind me what round Tom Brady went in? So that goes to show you how highly Andy Towers thinks of Jared Bernhardt. Honestly, yeah. I mean, this was the perfect spot to pick him, too. Because if it doesn't pan out, that's not a first-round or second-round draft pick wasted. And, I mean, he could go on and continue his football career. And this is what we said on the preview pod. We said, is taking Jared in the first round worth it because of the, the not knowing if he's committed to playing lacrosse or not. And we and both kind of said no with chaos who Maybe have that. Oh, not chaos. Well, especially with hard. chaos because they have that roster spot open because their team is so like loaded. They have an opportunity to kind of stash him away. I, I was thinking main, uh, I, I kind of got archers and chaos. Oh, true. With the, uh, with the whole uh, Pat Spencer situation. I mean, it's but. very similar. Like It is. It really is. You know, but. Jared Bernhardt, if he decides to go and, and pursue a football career, like... Good for him. Good for him. And he has that fallback opportunity to go and pull a Chris Hogan. <laughs> yeah, he really does. I, I think this is a win-win situation for Jared Bernhardt. And chaos, if he does come over, that's a great-ass pick that's, right there. That's an absolute steal. That's a top three steal of the draft if Jared Bernhardt ends up playing for Chaos. Uh, Chrome go and take former Sixer, not really Justin Anderson. (laughs) From UNC to add to that midfield as if it needed any more help. Uh, Great pick for Chrome. Chrome, we're going to get into who had, like, best drafts. Like, you can already kind of tell Chrome, like, won the night. Yes. Everybody was a winner, but Chrome was the biggest winner. Yeah. I would say. The Archers go and get a replacement faceoff man for their tandem. They get Connor Gaffney out of Lehigh. Uh, I love this pick for the Archers to go and get Connor Gaffney to pair back up and have a faceoff tandem like they love to do and kind of run guys out there depending on how they're feeling. Um, that's Chris Bates mantra with kind of like those specialty positions of face off and goalie and to have him, you know, with bones Kelly is, is a great pick. Um, and Connor Gaffney's going to be able to learn from him and, you know, who knows, like his, his possibilities for greatness are endless. 
And for them to get him in round three is a hell of a pick. I mean, that's the common theme, though. Yep. Uh, Phenomenal picks later on just because this draft was so stacked that there was no other way that it could have gone. Like, the round one was, like, self-explanatory, but, like, these teams are going to figure out, like, how well they did this offseason by kind of analyzing, like, their round three and four picks, if they had them. It's the depth picks, but at the same time, these are all round one of capable players. Yes. So, when, when you're getting round one players that deep in, it's just like, come on now. Yeah. Uh, Chaos has another pick in this round. They go Kyle Thornton from Notre Dame. I love this pick just from a sense that I think Chaos, on paper, their defense is good but it could use some some tweaking and some upgrades from last season. I think Kyle Thornton coming into a defense that is relatively young outside of Dan Coates being 33, which is still prime of Dan Coates' career, you're adding Thornton to Dan Coates, Jack Rowlett, Jared Newman, and Johnny Serdick. Which that's yeah, that's what they that's now. what they needed to do though. Like, you know, this defense last year, I think, took a step back until the playoffs, they, they and did. they they needed some. They they just needed another piece. I think that they were lacking, and I think Kyle Thornton has an ability to to be that piece and and add more depth to this defense for chaos, and really have his presence felt and continue to grow with like this young core of defensemen of Johnny Serdic, Jared Newman, Jack Rowlett to have yeah. those four kind of grow together and mesh together is going to be very exciting if you're a chaos fan and building off of that yes this is a great young core but those guys are also already pll vets which helps kyle thornton come in and mesh with these guys because he can learn from them immediately too it's it's kind of like this defense is now a dual uh dual-edged sword because you got these stud veterans who are also so young that can shape this team and really build around Blaze and make sure he doesn't have to stand on his head every single game, which could make chaos a problem again this year. Yeah, and I mean, he was at Penn before he was at Notre Dame. Um, In 2019 at Penn, he was honorable mention all Ivy League. He started all 16 games on defense. Finished with 24 ground balls and 12 uh, caused turnovers. Um, you know, was a monster. He uh, was a beast with ground balls. He was sixth on the team in 2018 with 20 ground balls. Led the team and caused turnovers. If you can have a guy like that in your defense that's going to just cause, no pun intended, chaos for the opposing offense and be able to create turnovers, that's what this chaos defense needs. And... You can, if you add him to this equation, you can almost, in a sense, have Jared Newman go back to what he was in 2019 and not heavily rely on him to be like a a stopper and he can go out and just be a goal scorer like he was in 2019 and be an all around defenseman. And that has to get Chaos fans excited because. Jared Newman was an all-star in 2019, and last year there were a lot of questions like, what happened to Jared Newman? And that's our guy, friend of the show. Um, And we were concerned. We were like, what the hell happened? Like, 
no two bombs. Like what happened to this this all around just generational defenseman that everybody fell in love with in 2019? Yeah. Adding Kyle Thornton to this equation, I think, is going to get Jared Newman back to form. Yeah, it it makes him it'll make him realize that he doesn't have to just sit back. Again, right. It, it'll, as like building off that, you just it allows him to become more of a free player. Maybe even put him at uh, long stick defensive midi, let him run a couple reps like that. That might be an interesting play uh, later down the line. I think. Like you let him be versatile. You you let you you give Jared the opportunity to be more versatile again, which is what he is. He's a versatile defenseman, and there's nobody else really like him, and that's exciting. Um, Whip snakes add to their defense. Whip Snakes add to their defense as if that needed any help. They get Colin Squires from Denver. <laughs> Unreal. I, I think the Whip Snakes should have just been barred from the draft, let's be real. They Rele- didn't need anything. <laughs> Relegate the Whip Snakes from drafting. Yeah. You, you, they've gotten two titles. What else do you need? <laughs> you don't need a third. Not yet. <laughs> Wait until every. It's at the point where uh, I feel like the, the parent, I feel like the dad of the Whip Snakes. All right, you've had your turn. Now share share the trophy. Share the toys. Share, share the gold. <laughs> you're going to share and you're going to like it. Uh, exactly. Colin Squires, though, going to this defense with the Whips, knowing how good they have been for the first two years of the PLL, letting him be just injected into this group, I think, is going to take his game to another level. He's going to be able to learn from some of the best defensemen on the planet, and he's going to get a chance to to play with Stags, who values defense, obviously. We've seen that um, you know, with the expansion drafts, with protected rosters. He wants this defense group to be together for as long as they can, and he's building like a second unit almost behind them so that when some of these guys – you know, down the line, their careers come to an end. He's got just another unit ready to run. Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is going to be a dynasty that I think spans for at least the next ten years, maybe it's the next stupid. fifteen. And I don't know what we can do to stop this, except for introduce more and more teams, lessen the impact of the uh, the draft. And I don't know, even at the playing field, I guess, because if you're a defenseman, you're almost hoping you end up with the whip snakes from a sense that like, you know, you're going to a team that values defense play and you're going to a team that's going to help your development. I think if you're any position, you want to really be going to the whip snakes because no matter what, what position you do play, you're going to be finding someone that can be your mentor, help you adjust to life in the pros, and win you titles. Mm-hmm. And then you can do the exact same thing that they did for you to the next generation. Because they are this dynasty that refuses to be stopped. It, yeah. it really just feels like that. And then before we talk about the trade that impacted round three, uh, Redwoods had the last pick in this round. They take Charlie Bertrand, attackman from Virginia. I was ecstatic when I saw Charlie got taken by the Woods. I was like, "This is the perfect pick." Like, 
yes, the Redwoods are are loaded top to bottom with with attackmen, but like Charlie Bertrand is a menace, and for him to join a group that includes Jules, Cav, RP3, Ryan Lee, and Ryder Garnsey, like let's ride. That is such a great pick. It's a value pick, best player available, I'd say, um, outside of one. But in terms of like positions of need, you could say that like adding this to the Redwoods attack, they have a full complete two lineup of attackmen to go out there. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. Like I'm so damn excited. The Redwoods. The Redwoods attack might be one of the most exciting possibilities, I'd say, for the PLL season because you got Jules, you got Rob, you got Cav, you got Ryder, and now you you throw you throw Charlie into the mix, and it's just like, where do you start? Where do you end? And I think he's going to learn a lot from Rob Pinnell, who's got to be the mentor for this attack. So he knows what it takes to win. He won back to back NCAA Division II titles in 2018 and 2019 at Merrimack College. Uh, he, and I mean, he's playing for Virginia, who have been the longest reigning NCAA champions of all time. Dude, he appeared in 58 games at Merrimack, right? Yeah. Scored 210 goals in 58 career games. Dish, <laughs> dished out 64 assists. 64 assists. So 274 Jeez. points in 58 games. So so we're talking about the GOAT of D2, right? Like, those numbers are bonkers. Like, I'm just trying to do the average here because I'm not dumb and he's the math guy. He He averaged almost five points a game. Four points, four point seven two points a game, he averaged with Merrimack. Yeah, that's filthy. Three-time USILA All-American, including two-time first-team selection in 2018 and 2019, after a second-team designation as a rookie in 2017. Like, dude, racked up awards. He was the uh, NE10 Rookie of the Year in 2017. Dude's a monster. Like, he knows what it takes to win. And that's kind of the mindset that this Redwoods team is in, is like they are going all in to win a title. And Charlie Bertrand knows what it takes to go all in and win a title. And it's a perfect pick for this team. It really is. Uh, I'm just I'm just ready for the Redwoods to get underway and dominate. Round four is where things went absolutely wild because all of these guys for the most part that we talked about, <laughs> we had them going way earlier. Yeah. Cannons get their second pick of the draft and they kick off round four with Steven Reefus from Syracuse. Hello? Are we are we joking? Like what a pick. Uh <laughs> just I mean, yeah, this it's I can't believe these guys went so low. I'm 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 re looking at this list and I'm just sitting here like Holy hell. Gerard Arceri from Penn State goes to Atlas. So now they have a tandem, Gerard and Trevor. Um, And here's the steal of the draft. Here's the steal of the draft. 
the Water Dogs with the third pick after trading for Eli Gobrecht. Let, let's actually reverse a little bit. The Water Dogs trade for Eli Gobrecht. That's essentially Which, their. That's essentially their third round pick. They traded pick eight, you know, pick eighteen to the Archers for Eli, friend of the show, the homie, and like you want to talk about this this Water Dogs team getting a guy who is going to improve this roster exponentially after losing guys in the expansion draft. It's Eli Gobrick. Like they now have a defense that includes Liam Burns, Eli Gobrecht, BJ Grill, Chris Sabia, Noah Richard, Pat Foley, and Ben Randall. Yeah. That's like I, mean, I I couldn't believe they got him, first of all, because why the Archers would ever let, let Gobi go. Was wild. Even for me. a draft pick, it's just like wild. Preposterous. But He's gonna fit in so well with this arch, uh, with this Water Dogs team. It's he's gonna be so good. So I think good. they're gonna. <clears throat> I think uh, Water Dogs are gonna make a serious push for a title here. Like with uh, I think with a, these additions. I think a lot of people looked at what obviously Web Snakes have done with their defense, but looked at what Chrome did with their defense last year, where they did a complete 180 and turned it around defensively. And now everybody's trying to like get on board with that. And I think that's what the water dogs are trying to do now is like build up their defense and have like premier defensemen across the board. And now you're going to be able to throw Liam Burns, Eli Gobert, Chris Sabia out there on defense together. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And what else is ridiculous is that third pick in round four, the Water Dogs were able to get one of my favorite players in this draft, Ethan Walker from Denver. I, I, I thought he was at least going to be going by the second or third round. The fact that he fell the fourth round is absolutely absurd because he's just a stud at all levels of the game. Uh he, the water dogs just came out like bandits at the end of this. Like they really did. Ethan Walker. Like <laughs> Ethan Walker getting to be added to like this midfield slash attack group that includes Christian Scarpello, Ben McIntosh, Connor Kelly, Dan Ipe, Drew Snyder, Kyle McClancy, Mikey Schlosser, Ryan Conrad, Steve DiNapoli, and Zach Courier. Come on, bro. Inject it, man. Come I, on. I need- Water Dogs slowly becoming a, a league pass team too, to be honest. They're going to be interesting to watch because they're still kind of in this like weird space as a team that like they're trying to find their identity still, but it's slowly coming together. And to get Ethan Walker in round four is like steal of the draft. Yeah. In a draft that was basically defined by steals, the fact that this is the steal of the draft is like absurd. And then uh, Chrome turn around and take Ethan Walker's teammate, Jackson Morrill, right after him to add to their attack group. Come on. <laughs> You're adding Jackson Morrill to go play with Gutty on this attack. You're adding him to a, an entire group that includes Justin Gutterding, Brendan Cavanaugh, Colin Heacock, Jordan Wolf, Matt Gaudette, Randy Stotts, and Simon Mathias. Yeah. <sighs> 
stupid. I really don't even know at this point. I'm I'm losing superlatives to say. It's immaculate. It's immaculate. Uh, This this Chrome offense is going to put up numbers. I'll tell you that right now. Like they're known for defense. They're going to put up numbers offensively this year, and it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I. I don't know, man. I'm just I, after after the draft on uh, what was it? Was it Monday? Yeah, I've lost track of days. It is. It was on Monday. I I'm just I've been counting down the days until until the season can start because I've been I'm ready to see these young guns perform with their new squads. I want to see I want to see the rosters finalized. I, I need to see what these teams are going to look like because I have no idea. I really have no clue. The Redwoods' penultimate pick, Jamie Trimboli from Syracuse. I love that pick too. Loved it. I mean, there were there were a couple Syracuse dudes. Well, one main one who wasn't drafted this year who should have been drafted. Let's uh, just say it: the only but, the only college player to ever appear on the Outside the Box podcast while in college, Drake Porter. Yeah, legend. Which. Uh, not, not taking goalies was uh, no goalies taken in this draft. <laughs> Zero, which is come on now. But Jamie Trimboli, the, the, the disrespect, the, the absolute disrespect. I, I feel, I feel pain right now, and it's not just coming from my collarbone. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a physical. Like you really didn't touch a single goalie during this entire draft. What's Crazy. wrong with y'all? Uh, the fun little storyline of Jamie Tromboli being taken by Redwoods. He and TD are childhood friends. Perfect. Grew up together. I didn't even know that. Grew up together. BFFs reunited. Uh, I love this pick. He's a certified beast. I I think he's going to do numbers. He's going to add a component to this Redwoods midfield that not that they were lacking it, but it's just going to bolster it that much more. And for him to be a round four pick, I'm sure Nat was doing, you know, his locker room Ecstatic. dance. He was doing his locker room dance. Yes. He really threw was. it up and threw it down. Uh, Chaos going at Ryan Smith from Robert Morris. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. You're getting to like guys who, again, Last round of the draft pick, or last round of the draft, could have gone first round easily. 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 Uh, Whip Snakes, as if they needed more Maryland, guys. They get Nick Grill, second to last pick of the draft. We talked about Nick Grill being like an early second round pick on our preview show. It's BJ Grill's brother. Nick Grill being the, the penultimate pick is just unbelievable what like we said if you're a defenseman you're hoping you get drafted by whip snakes just because you know that they value the position one and two you're gonna like they have an opportunity to throw out like pll vet line and then rookie line because these rookies are so good that they're gonna be able to get playing time yeah it's i think that the rookie for the first time in the pll's history that the rookie of the year uh is wide open. It's wide open. There's not a single person who's guaranteed to win it. Unlike last year where it was like, all right, it's either going to be Grant or it's going to be Costabile. Yep. Pick one. 
This time you can literally go through every single round of the draft. Oh, Jeff T. And Michael Sowers, those are obvious first two, but then you also got JT, you got TD, you got Jake Carraway, Ryan Tarafanko, Trey LeClaire, the second round, uh, Jared Bernhardt, if he comes over, Jeff Trainer, uh, Ethan Walker, Jamie Trimboli, Nick Grill, Ryan Smith. Like, come on now. That's all four rounds of the draft. And that's not even counting the players who could come over undrafted. And this last player in the draft that gives Redwoods a, a face-off tandem, uh, they get Charlie. A face-off quadruple. They're they're gonna keep the Notre Dame thing going, and they get Charlie Leonard with the final pick in the draft. I mean, we didn't take any of the Notre Dame guys this draft. We had to pick at least one, you know? Did we? I uh, I said this to <laughs> a couple people I was texting after the draft. I said, uh, well, I guess you know. When your face-off position was like bottom tier, you gotta upgrade yeah. it, and they get two of the best face-off guys in this draft. When when face-off guys were the the players who legit didn't know how to do anything else, yeah, just like when goalies were the players who didn't know how to run, but and now it's like this very specialized, extremely important position that your team can't succeed without. I am ecstatic because Redwoods have an opportunity to go into training camp. And this is no disrespect to Greggy P, but we both agree that Peyton is like the one guy that should stick on the roster from uh, the two of those if both Charlie Leonard and then obviously TD are on the roster. Redwoods have an opportunity uh, to go I into... I think that Greggy P is going to get his opportunity somewhere else, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, think, I, I, I think he's got the potential that... I'd say Chrome would probably scoop him up and let him work with Connor Farrell. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. But, like, Redwoods have an opportunity to go into training camp with three of the best college face-off guys from the last two years on their roster. And Peyton Smith, Charlie Leonard, and TD. Yeah. I, 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 the scenes. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever actually have to play defense because, <laughs> you know... Peyton, Charlie, or, or uh, TD just takes up that first ground ball, runs down the field, score a goal, repeat and do it all over again. When someone starts losing faceoffs, just throw a different guy in, get them on a streak, and... The scenes. Uh, so, in your opinion, who was the steal of the draft? Player-wise. Player-wise. Um, I'm going to have to say... I mean, we talked about it earlier, but Jared Bernhardt, just because, yeah, man, what a player. I, I'm i going to stand by that it's Ethan Walker. Like, for him to go in round four is just silly. He ends up going to the Water Dogs. Um, but also, <laughs> like, Nick Grill going second to last pick in the draft to go to Web Snakes is just a, a steal and a half. Like, the fact that he fell... To almost undrafted is unbelievable. Um, Nick Grill, certified steal of the draft. Yeah. I mean, basically anyone taken after round one, though, is a, is a certified steal. Let's be real. Pretty much. like, And this isn't even talking about like the two most notable undrafted guys. That everybody's been like DMing us about and like talking about online. 
Drake Porter goes undrafted. We said no goalies were taken in this draft. And <laughs> Tohoka Nanticoke goes undrafted. Which is a shock. Absolute stunner. I was floored. I, I, I wouldn't have predicted that in a hundred mock drafts. Nope. I don't think anybody would have. Absolutely not. Do you think the... I think it's a stupid thing to weigh, but do you think the issues at Albany played any sort of factor in him going undrafted? Like him getting dismissed from the team? Like, I, I want to say know. no. I don't. I don't want to say so. Mainly because a lot of that wasn't his fault, and mainly was due to the NCAA being a bunch of absolute pricks. But. Possibly. I just... it. He's one of the most talented players to come into the college game over the last four years. and he's possibly one of the most talented players, naturally gifted players to ever come into the sport. It is unreal in a sense that, like, we talked about him in any other year being a first-round pick. But, like, we almost had it locked in that he was going to be a second rounder. Like, either to Chaos, to Atlas. Like, one of those two teams was going to take to Oka. And now he's just chilling in the player pool. (laughs) I I guarantee he's going to get scooped up by Coach Towers. Yeah, I would be stunned. That's at least what I think. I'd be stunned if he's not on a roster going into training camp. When does the uh, player pool open up again? Um, that's a good question. Let's see. Um, da, 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 da. so the waiver wire and trade window closes today, actually. So we might get some, some deals going down. Um, who knows? Ooh. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That's typically what happens, too. We record an episode, and then once we sign off, news breaks, and then we have to wait uh, because we're not going to record like a 10-minute thing. But, cool thing, Harrison, Twitter finally caved. We have Twitter spaces. Finally. It's been a minute. So, I'm thinking this. Um, So, now that we have Twitter spaces... On the OTB account and my personal account. Any news breaks during the week or something, we just hop into Twitter spaces. We talk about it. All that good stuff. And PLL season starts June 4th, obviously. We do Twitter spaces at every weekend we're at. Uh, I think think that might have to be a thing we do. I think it's going to happen. Um... So yeah, stay tuned for the Twitter Spaces stuff because it's gonna be fun. And the cool thing is, is like anybody can be added to it, as long as we don't have them blocked and we don't have anybody blocked because we're not like that. Um, so stay tuned for all the content. Little recap of the draft here. We didn't have to wait all week for our draft like all the NFL draft people did. Um, which may I just say really quickly, how we didn't fuck it up. <laughs> We are birds fans, everyone. Uh, imagine Devonte Smith playing lacrosse. 
with how oh, fast he is. Be, with how fast he is, he, he got that speed, boy. Fielder. He would be the perfect offensive midfielder. Like you just let him take it and run down the field. He's got that speed, boy. Uh, yeah, Devontae Smith, baby. Uh, love it. Look at our teams drafting like positions of need that are absolute studs. TD and Devontae. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Very excited for how this draft turned out. And guarantee Drake Porter ends up on a roster before training camp. Just saying. The, the fact that he wasn't drafted is still criminal in my eyes. He's going to end up on Chrome. Putting it out there. He's going to end up on Chrome. He's going to be their goalie of the future. He's going to learn from a former Syracuse legend. And uh, he'll join the Knights of the Round Table. Yes. I love that we thought of that. I don't think anybody's ever brought that up as a nickname for Chrome. That's our thing. That's our thing. I think that would be great. Knights of the Round Table, baby. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on social, especially Twitter, so you can join the Twitter spaces at OTB Laxpod, Twitter and Instagram. Follow Harrison on Twitter at HarryGK83. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Follow Dom on Twitter at Watch Lifestyle. Maybe since we have Twitter Space, we get Dom to join Twitter Spaces discussions. I mean, we got to get him back in on the wave, so. It's got to happen. Uh, and, of course, check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Once Harrison's semester is over, he's going to be blogging like a fiend. He's itching and scratching to be doing it. So, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com is the spot for all of our written content. And, of course, subscribe, subscribe subscribe to the podcast leave those five star ratings and reviews let us know your favorite pick of the draft how you feel about your favorite team post college draft now and uh who you think the steal of the draft was where you think tahoka and drake porter end up in the pll and anything else that comes to mind leave those five star ratings and reviews five stars only because we have standards we know you do too and we know they're five stars just like any college recruit that comes to the pll five stars only and you can also check us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. We'll be back later next week, potentially with some guests. Let us know what college players that got drafted you want to come on the show. We already got one in the works. We're not going to say who it is. You can you can leave your predictions in your Apple Podcast reviews, but we already got one ready to go, so stay tuned for that. We're going to have the coaches coming on soon uh, to break down their off seasons, which I'm very excited about getting to talk with uh, the official coaching staff of the outside the box podcast and uh, a lot more tricks up our sleeves. So you guys are the best podcast listeners on the planet. Shout out to our sponsors who helped make this show happen. Tomahawk shades, manscaped and stateside urban crap vodka, all three websites, same promo code. TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP, gets you 25% off your order at checkout. Manscaped.com, you get 20% off, free shipping, and a big old thank you from your balls with promo code USP. And Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, sign up for the Winner's Club so you get a chance to win a free case of vodka every single month. And put the one-liter bottles in your cart when you go to checkout. Use code USP for 10% off your order. And uh, must be 21 or older to purchase. And, of course, please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 164 of the Outside the Box podcast, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Harrison, I'm KB. 
We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.